Real Show. Jeremiah, it looked like you had something that was like on your mind that you're about to say. You like literally opened your mouth like. I don't think I did. You know, sometimes your brain is just like working and mm-hmm. you're not even like in your physical body because your brain is kind of just going. Okay. It's one of those moments where your brain was just. All right. Zooting and booting. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your favorite comedian, common sense specialist. Amanda Seals, we are here to listen, laugh, and learn. That's I've got right. Jeremiah like the Bible right over there in a dashiki. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you got your apartment. I did get my apartment. I had to fight. Fight <laughs> In a minute, I was like, you know what? We'll need an apartment. I'm about to build an apartment. <laughs> that would have been much quicker. But yes, I have the apartment now where we've made it over the Because we had like said this before, but then like you didn't really. Well, it was like basically, yeah. Right. Because you were like, I mean, unless something. But then it was still like. But I told you what happened. It was like stupid. So it was like. Well, well you didn't tell them, but I mean, you don't yeah, need to tell them. But right. I'm just saying. But the thing that was impeding me didn't even make sense. <laughs> That's why I was like, I have it. <laughs> Only for me to do only one thing that was minor for it to go through. Like, oh, yeah, you're great. But they tried to make it seem like that was going to be the thing that would stop it from happening right, at all. Right, right. Right. I might tell y'all on my TikTok or something. It ain't, it ain't like that big of a deal. They're like, what happened? Is there a dead body or something? <laughs> no, y'all. Is it built on an Indian burial ground? No. It's just people not knowing how to do their job or not wanting, wanting to, do to do their, their job. job. Want to do more work. Mm-hmm. A slight amount of more work, by the right. way. Right. It wasn't that much more. Speaking of TikTok, though, someone... Uh, messaged me on TikTok. They were like, oh my God, I listened to the show. This is not what I thought you looked like. I, like <laughs> <laughs> I just am curious what they had imagined in their mind. Like what the what the the Greek theater of it all made them envision in their mind. That's what I'm curious about. So make sure you ask them so you can come back and tell us. Okay, I will. And in the meantime, in between time, it is a group chat Thursday. It is group chat Thursday. What are we talking about? We have to talk about a lot of things. But this first hour, we're going to talk about how only one in three nurses plan to stay on a job after 2025. Yeah. That's, that's right around the corner, Amanda. That's so. very frightening. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, what society will look like without these essential workers. Plus, I want to know, Amanda, have you ever had career birth? out because <laughs> the nurse is burnt out so I mean my mother was a nurse and I heard about her being burnt out every day of my life you felt it through her <laughs> like no I heard it oh, gotcha, <laughs> ever gotcha, since gotcha. I was 12 I am burnt out plus we got the most likely because I'm giving out a sales show superlative this hour so we're gonna get into it Stay we're gonna get into thing. all of it y'all this is just the beginning we're here all day and you want to hear us you we're here all day and we want to hear from you so give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Something we've been asking folks to call in and tell us is, as a black voter, what would you want the next president to promise and to actually do mm-hmm. for you and your community? And if you are not a voter, what would you want to hear from an elected official or an official that's running for election that you think would make you feel compelled? To get to the ballot box? Yeah. Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's one 855 6328. Keep it like right here. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here on a group chat Friday. And uh, Thursday. Let's, what did I say? Fat Friday. I'm, t- I'm, I'm ahead I mean, of the game. It is Friday, Junior. <laughs> it is Friday, Junior. So, you know, you're on, you're on the right path, but not quite. Well, it's a group chat Thursday, and uh, let's get into it. We're, we're talking about the hospitals. We are, because according to a new study commissioned by Cross Country Healthcare, only one in three nurses plan to stay on the job after 2025. And the study also found that roughly one in four nurses reported planning to leave within the next year or two. So not even waiting to 2025. And they said, the nurses said that it's because of the lack of staffing and it has caused them to be overworked and therefore burnt out. And underpaid. Yeah. Most people are willing to be overworked 
if they're getting paid. Right, there's an incentive. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there, what, what, what is the incentive? And I think it's really scary to imagine mm-hmm. the healthcare field without nurses. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably people out here who are like, I mean, as long as it ain't the doctors, what's the big deal? Mm-mm. The doctors, I don't say the, the, like the least amount of work, but essentially like it's the ecosystem in a hospital. Like everyone play, is playing a part to make sure you're alive and healthy. Here's basically what it is. It's like, if you're in a, particularly in a hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Like the doctor may do the thing that saves your life right. and the nurses do the work that keeps you alive. Right, right. They're making sure that you're not getting infections. They're mm-hmm. making sure that you're not getting bed sores. They're making sure that you are fed. They're even making sure that your spirits are high because mm-hmm. when you're in a sick place like the hospital, mm-hmm. you mentally like need to be on a certain plane in order to get better. I agree with that. You need those people like the day to day, like because nurses there 12 hours. Working, making sure you alive, making sure like your vitals are like you ain't crashed or went blue on the bed. Um, when and the doctors are like away doing whatever they're doing. Well, and we're only talking about adults. Okay. Right, what right. about like pediatric nurses? That's a whole other thing. Neonatal nurses in the NICU. So you know, I used to work, not work, but I was an intern at. Shut, what Nurse. are you about to say? What? Okay. For, before you even <laughs> say this, Jeremiah be popping out. <laughs> With new jobs, like every two weeks, he'll be like, yeah, you know, back when I was a potato farmer, what? (laughs) That's not true. I've only had a handful of jobs. Anyway. Uh, As I, as we, as we uh, stand on the precipice of him telling me about some new job. Okay. So I was an intern. I I think I'll tell you this. I was an intern with Secret Studios, with Ryan Seacrest's foundation. Yes. They have a radio station and TV stations in like children's hospitals. So I didn't know that I was in the first class for the DC Children's National Hospital. Okay. I think that's the name of it. But essentially in that being there, you realize like, oh, a lot of these kids are here long term. Like because they have like terminal illnesses or they're just um, battling an illness. They're having like long term surgeries. And like you said, like the nurses, like in a a pediatric um, unit or pediatric hospital, the kids need them. Like they're keeping them. They're doing entertain. There's so much more than just. The things that adults need. They're not just changing a feeding tube. Right. Because if you imagine as a child, the amount of trauma they're Mm -hmm. experiencing every day. And a lot of those nurses are mitigating that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're also interacting with like bringing the performers in and we got a dog today. And I mean, it's just a much more involved job. And then you go to the NICU. And the the nurses who are dealing with mothers who are in states of panic right. because they just birthed a child that is mm-hmm. needing some extra help. So I, I say all this to say that I don't know what we're going to do about this, but I, I but I understand. Because you're talking about not just physical labor, which you, being on your feet, running around the hospital for 12 hours, but the emotional labor. Uh, I mean, most people you would hope your nurse is, emp- is empathetic as well. Like they're not just cold and like, I'm here to check your vitals and leave. But no, like really being there and supporting people, like you said, like mothers in the, in the NICU, when they're really going through like mm-hmm. the, probably the lowest moment yeah. as a human. Yeah. And you're there to like be there for, to be a shoulder to cry on, be empathetic, listen. Yeah. You're also reporting to them about the status of yes. their child, of their baby. So all my nurses, hit us up. It was Nurses Appreciation Week last week. Mm-hmm. And so we want to continue to show our appreciation. Hit us up, one 855 8 You know, there was a poll. Nurses said only one in three nurses plan to stay on the job after 2025. Hit us up. Are you a nurse? Do you Are you included in this? Or do you have friends who are, you know, feeling the same way? Hit us up, one 262 right, We'll keep the conversation going when we get back talking about essential workers and what would life be like without them it's the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up 
See, man, the Seal Show here. Jeremiah, like the Bible, it's a group chat Thursday, man. Mm-hmm. We've been talking. So, you know, last break we talked about the study that showed one in three nurses plan to leave the profession after 2025. So in a couple of years, so make sure y'all go to the hospital and do what you need to do. But it made me think, Amanda, what would our world look like without essential workers? So not just nurses, you have people in other parts of society who also feel burnt out and underpaid and undervalued and are starting to leave their professions. Yeah. <laughs> And not just, I think even pre-2020, pre-pandemic, but the t- 2020 really, I guess, put, uh, sparked a flame even more for people. The teachers are not here for it. <laughs> they ready to go. Okay. So it's not just the nurses. The teachers aren't here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, even you said people who are usually categorized as quote unquote unskilled workers uh-huh. who are doing a lot of skillful labor. Yeah. A lot of them are often overlooked, like your farmers, your day laborers and mm-hmm. things of that nature who we need for society to function. Like people will look at janitorial services as like unskilled workers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so if I put these three cleaning solutions in front of you, like, would you know how to most effectively use them? Do you know any tips and tricks to to actually apply this to a well-trafficked space? Even beyond that or before that, are you even willing to do that? that I mean, because I used to work at Publix in high school, another job. Um, And they wanted me to clean the bathrooms. They didn't want to pay the janitor. They didn't want to pay a janitor, like a custodian person Uh um, at my store. Because it was like more a, a higher hourly rate. So what they did was make that guy like a regular like clerk. So they have to pay him to make all of us clean the bathroom. So I would go in the bathroom and like fake clean it. <laughs> I ain't gonna even hold. I ain't gonna even hold you. <laughs> I don't. Well, I didn't sign up for that. There was a position for that that somebody was getting paid to do, and you didn't want to pay him. So that was my my process. <laughs> Listen, I hear you. I mean, when I was a hostess, I feel like there would always be like extra stuff they was asking us to do, right. and I was like. I I see people mm-hmm. at tables. They'd be like, can you go check the bathrooms? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could, I'll check it and I'll let you know. What's going on over but there? But I ain't going to like pick up tissue. Why you in here? Can you go ahead and run these plates real quick? Why are you back here? Let's go ahead and fry that chicken. <laughs> we need some extra hands. But you know, the reality is that there's a, there's a place for everyone, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm reading this, this book called The Fifth Season. And it's basically about like a future kind of like dystopian world mm-hmm. uh and in that world everyone's last name similar to how things used to be here their last name is like what their craft is okay so like when you see people with the last name like um baker mm-hmm. when you see someone with the last name merchant smith. like smith like that is related to like what their skill was mm-hmm. because everyone played a role, a role. And I think we we've gotten so obsessed with this capitalism thing. Everybody trying to be a boss. I'm a boss. Be I'm a boss. Mm-hmm. I'm in the pool. With my computer. All of y'all are in the pool with your computers, and it's also thank you. Very dangerous. It's dangerous. Also, it's just not economically smart. Like you paid a lot for that last. It's side. impractical. Your legs are also like your 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 feet are shrivelly. <laughs> Because you've been, you standing in, no, the water. You've been standing in the the water. It's it's hard to see the screen with the sun blaring over you. (laughs) It's just many things that I feel like are just for Instagram and just for TikTok. And I want to see folks really just get to do what they want to do. But I also feel like there's also an element now where everybody want to be kind of like the same thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody want to be an influencer. Right, right. Well, I think because this new new generation, people want to be TikTokers. They want to be like. People want to be their own boss. Right. But I think also because there was there's so much messaging on the internet. You need an LLC. You need to you wasting your time. You want to be rich, like feeding into like the capitalism thing and the American dream. Like, oh, if you just would stop being lazy, you could be a millionaire too. And it's like, 
do you even need to be a millionaire? <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to say speak. I don't want to speak in uh, what's the word? Not abundance, but scarcity. Mm-hmm. But like, for instance, like I do not really. I don't. I don't need more. Right. Right. Some people feel like they need more. Like they're never, they're insatiable. They feel like there's always more you can do. Like if you got one LLC, you need two. If you got one restaurant, you need three restaurants. Make it a chain. It's like, relax. I just wanted to, you know, I, I like cooking. I wanted a food truck. I didn't want a food truck empire. <laughs> <laughs> well, doing all of that is great until you just have to keep it up. Mm-hmm. And it's the keeping up part of it that burns you out. Right. So we're going to talk about some career burnout when we get back. What about y'all? Are you burnt out? Hit me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Next up on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Talk to me, baby. Pulling on my phone. Talk to me, baby. Pulling on Talk to me, baby. Call me anytime. Hit those phones now. 24-7. Make sure you call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seal We're Show. We're the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals mm-hmm. and Jeremiah of the Bible. We've been talking about work. Working work, hard. work, 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 work. <laughs> We've been talking about, you know, the nurses, the, the poll that came out that said one in three are leaving the profession by 2025 because of burnout and what that looks like for society. And I want to know, Amanda, have you ever experienced career burnout? You've had a career for a long time. You've been working a long time. Yeah, after 2019, I was just like <laughs> burnt. You just hit the ceiling. I had the ceiling, man. I had a nervous breakdown, but then even when I got out of that, it was just like, oh, I'm just like not into this. Mm-hmm. Not into this business, this Hollywood thing. I've talked about this a lot. Um, I don't think I genuinely really came out of it until maybe like October of last year. Honestly, no. <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Literally like January. And I mean that because last year, like we did the tour. Mm-hmm. I was really burnt out by that tour, mm. right? Just because there was a lot of stuff that was business-wise that was detracting from like being able to just be a creative in mm. that on the tour. And by the time the tour was over, it was like, I do not ever want to do stand-up again. <laughs> like, and to the point where I realized recently, I actually talked about this on the air the other day, where I realized recently, like I'm still burnt out. Yeah. I tried to come back and do shows and I was just like, I was talking about this, about how like maybe it's because I'm tired of performing for too many just like random, you know, white people that didn't come there to see my show. They don't have like a political interest in what I'm talking about. Or maybe it's, I just need to be in front of my audience. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, you know what? You just ain't feeling it. Right. And that's okay. Sometimes you need a break from something. I think you said something in the last break about we're talking about money, but like, do you need to be a millionaire? And I think sometimes we aspire, like we want, we have all these dreams and hopes. And it's like, do I really need all these things? Do I have to do all these things? And uh, I guess at a high level, like, do I need, if I want to, if I like to sing, does that mean I have to go put out a whole album and go on a world tour? I hit a wall where I was like, if that's the only version of success that you have mm-hmm. in this field, then you need to leave this field because mm-hmm. you don't even want all the things that come right. along. With that. Because as much as Beyonce has, she's like, I'm sure let go of a lot of stuff. So just do that. Yes. And to do it on that level, um, it's it's hard. Like it's they don't come easy. They ain't just wake up, go on to Well, like for instance, like my natural self is I'm a very like transparent, like I'm an oversharer, mm-hmm. right? You can't be that and be that. Beyonce was like, no, no <laughs> interviews, no sharing. <laughs> so it's like even things like that, like I felt like I would have to kind of like 
restrain and suppress mm-hmm. like a natural part of my personality mm-hmm. in order to succeed in that space. So, you know, you just make a decision, but I remember realizing at a certain point, like, Oh, if you sign up for this, you are going to burn out mm-hmm. really fast because this is not natural for you. I heard, I was listening to a podcast and a therapist was talking about how sometimes it's okay to also just bow out. Like we start something cause we, you don't know till you know, sometimes yeah. you're on a journey. Like I want this. It's great. Then you get there and you're like, wait, as I do this, this doesn't feel right in my body. I'm I'm not might not be even good at it. I'm not good at this thing. I'm not successful. And this goes against like what I want, my desires. And it's okay to say, you know what? I tried it. <laughs> Next pivot. Thing, right. Pivot. Sometimes you feel like we're like stuck there. Like I started, I gotta see it through, see it through. And you feel like if you don't, that you failed. Right. But if you like genuinely tried your hardest and it's just not popping off, mm-hmm. let it go. I always bring it back to I tried pottery, y'all. I really tried. <laughs> I really tried. One for me. And then we might decide, like, you know, I'm just doing it, like, uh, leisurely or recreationally, like, at home. I'm no, not it's not fun. I don't like it. Oh, you don't like it? Okay. I don't like not being good at things. Oh, well, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Have you all ever experienced career burnout? What did you do about it? You know, did you did you leave the profession or did you, you know, kind of just get a... It's like when you're carrying your bags, you know, from the car and there's a lot of bags. Like, did you just sit them down and take a little rest? A deep breath. And then get back up on the ground. Let me know. one 855 8 I'm so curious... What was the step you took once you felt the burnout? That's what I want to know about. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Call us up and share. When we get back, Jeremiah, like the Bible, is going to share with us his SEAL show superlative. It's time for Most Likely on the Amanda SEAL Show. The Amanda SEAL Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. And it is time to get into Jeremiah like the Bible's segment, most likely to. That is correct. So, you know, every week we give out a seal show superlative to someone yes. in culture, in life, on the internet. And today's <laughs> seal show superlative is most likely to not bend over backwards. Okay. Most likely to not bend over backwards. Not, this story might might surprise you. So, people are upset with Lil Wayne, the rapper. You know, he declared a few days ago he He's is the, the greatest, greatest rapper, rapper of all. Oh, alive. Alive. Yeah. alive. Okay. Um, because he was upset during a recent show um, at the fans' like lack of enthusiasm during the show. I get it because when I did Smart Funny in Black in Atlanta, I felt the same way. But there's more to the story, Amanda. So people online claimed that Wayne arrived uh, over an hour after the scheduled start time. So at 9 p.m., he showed up late, and then he when he got there, he performed a few tracks with two chains, and then all of a sudden he brought out some of his signees to Young Money, so Lil Twist, Yaj, Kada, and Alan Cubis. Throughout the performance, he stopped the performance and said, we appreciate it, y'all, but we ain't been never backward for these folks because they were not, I guess, showing enough love to his new artist. Oh. <laughs> then after that, they left the stage, and minutes later, the house lights came up, the show was over, they ended the show early. And somebody did tweet, I will never go to another Little Wayne concert again. After he arrived late, then performed 30 minutes, performed for 30, had an intermission to put his new artist to perform, then came out and canceled the rest of the concert because the crowd wasn't hype enough for his artist. 
That's crazy. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't I don't think there's a problem with him bringing out his artists. Like right. that's his responsibility. Right. But you also know that these people do not know. I don't, the we names that you. you just said, what are the names? Like, I can't remember any name you just said. The only one I knew was Astro Liquid. Boy. Who? Okay. <laughs> so I just say all that to say that you, sh- I think you should be fair to mm-hmm. the fact that like your artists need to turn this audience up. Right. I mean, that's part of being a new artist, too. You have to you gotta get take the audience. Your, you got to take your hits, baby. Take your People hit. People be doing, back in the day, just do mall tours, go to high schools. Who are you college. talking about? Like, I had to do stuff like that. <laughs> like, you just, in places that you just, you, you're doing a performance mm-hmm. in a high school cafeteria. And they're like, who is this person? Who is this person? Let me just eat my square pizza <laughs> in peace, like- in peace, <laughs> okay? So I just feel like there's... There's a disrespect that they have to the audience when you do something like this. Mm-hmm. So you do bend over backward for your audience. Especially as a new artist. Like as Lil, Lil Wayne, you've established yourself. We came to see you. Now, if he came out and they was right. on some BS. Right. Nah. That's different. Deuces. That's different. Hey, you was came late. La- right. You came late. We <laughs> ha- happy I'm still here and not throwing popcorn at you. Listen, I think it's karma. Because they could have booed him. They because Wheezy definitely got freed. He got pardoned by Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. And thus, he has to continue to rep for Donald Trump. Yeah. So, because, you know, there's got a whole case now with Giuliani mm-hmm. saying that he paid, you know, he pardoned people for $2 million. I thought that was an open secret. I thought everybody knew that. But now that people know, you said it. Well, we going to see. We going to see. So that is... The Seal Show Superlative for today. Most likely to not bend over backwards. <laughs> well, we will continue to bend over backwards for y'all because we got more show. Keep it locked. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this up. We shine. Thursday, we are in the mix. And uh, this evening, tonight, we have Smart, Funny, and Black going down at the Novo in Los Angeles. Wayne Brady versus Jaleel White. It's going to be a good old time. So excited to have this show happening. Haven't done a Smart, Funny, and Black show since October of last year in uh, Brooklyn, New York. So I'm long overdue, long overdue. I think this actually may be the longest I've gone without doing a Smart, Funny, and Black show since we started in 2016. Sometimes you got to take a break for the people, for you and the people. Right. I wasn't burnt out, but a break is always, you know, always good. helpful if you use it wisely. So today is May 18th and uh, it is National Va- uh, HIV Vaccine Awareness Day. Okay. I don't think a lot of people knew there was an HIV vaccine. I think I first heard about like maybe like two years ago, like really like starting like tests, like, oh, this might be viable, a viable solution to um, fight against HIV. So, you know, we love improvements in science. We show do. We show do. So that's that. And uh, if you are sexually active, maybe something that you're interested in doing. All right. We are interested in getting into this hour's group chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah, tell the people what we're talking about. So, you know, earlier this week, we talked about college and commencement. Mm-hmm. We asked the people, what do you wish someone told you before you left college? We're going to talk about that. Plus, when you graduated, Amanda, were you actually prepared for the world? <laughs> And what's some things you wish people told you before you went? Also, that's an interesting topic yeah. you gotta get into. Yes, all all interesting topics. Oh, interesting. All interesting topics. You know, it's graduation season. Mm-hmm. Kids is leaving the nest. Some staying in the nest. <laughs> 
for an extra little, maybe a, 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 what do they call it, a gap year? A gap year. A, a gap year in the nest. And you know what? That's cool too. We're going to talk about all of it this hour. Make sure you hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Also, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Jeremiah, you went, of course, to Howard University for college. I did. I went to SUNY Purchase, the State University of New York at mm-hmm. Purchase College, and I did my graduate degree at- uh, Columbia. Columbia, mm-hmm. yep. Um, what is something, what do you wish someone told you before you left college? Now, I'm grounding this okay. in the fact that, you know, we saw Joe Biden <laughs> speak at Howard- and talk um, about white supremacy. Talk about white supremacy. You know, but I think these these like graduation commencement speeches mm-hmm. oftentimes like miss the mark in that mm-hmm. that's really what they're supposed to it's like supposed to send you off. I don't know if you ever heard Baz Lerman. Uh I me, know Baz Lerman. So Baz Lerman is the um Australian film director. Mm-hmm. And when I was in uh high school. There was a huge burst of like uh, this thing called everybody's free to wear sunscreen. And that okay. was like his commencement speech. And I can't remember where he had actually done the commencement speech, but he did it somewhere and it became released uh, because it was an or maybe it wasn't. No, it was actually, if you know what? This is a this is the things I learned this week happening in real time. I never knew this. So it was actually. Written in 1997 by Mary Schmidt, a columnist with the Chicago Tribune, and it gives amazing advice for life. And then he turned it into like a song and they okay. would, everyone was playing it. Everyone was playing it. It was a thing. But it has amazing advice for life. Do you, what is something that you wish someone had provided you before you left? Before I left college, I wish someone kind of gave me the advice about, I guess success isn't linear. I think sometimes <laughs> when, you go through, when you go through K through 12 and get through college, it's like, oh, you just take the next step. It's a step. It's like you... It's like you just go upward. Yep. But it ain't really that way, especially going into my field. Like I studied radio, TV, and film, my concentration in film production. Um, so I was like, I'm going to Hollywood. I'm going to Hollywood. And it was just like, I didn't go to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I left DC and went back to Atlanta. And even to that point, realizing that it's okay to just take a chance and go somewhere different. Because I was going back to Atlanta where like everyone goes to Atlanta. So I was like, that's my home. But for everyone yeah. else, this is like a career place. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're competing with people who are... Um, ages of head, ages ahead of you as far as like professionally and versus going somewhere maybe where you have a better footing to kind of break into whatever field you want to go into. So I wish someone told me that. No, I think that's great. Uh, I wish someone had told me, um, well, particularly when I left high school, Mm -hmm. I wish someone had told me that the same experiences that you have in high school, you're going to be experiencing this for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think people really understand that like clicks, bullies, uh, people being weird with friendships, et cetera. Like that doesn't end after high school. Like that's in the workplace. workplace. (laughs) That's in the workplace in a very real way. So I think if someone had told me that I wouldn't have been so surprised about it when I, when I experienced it, I would have been like, Oh, in the real world. Yeah. Like I would have been just like, Oh, like this, this tracks. And I wouldn't have like been so hard on myself Mm -hmm. about it. Something somebody did tell me though, that was actually really good advice that I still hold on to was my college best friend's line sister, Paige. She told me one day, I was wanting to do something. And I was like, should I do this, do this opportunity? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I was like going back and forth around, around it. And she was like, the worst thing somebody could tell you is no. Yep. 
And then they say, no, nothing changes in your life. You back where you at. Like, <laughs> like, they say, yes, that can unlock something else. Well, the fear of trying is the thing that holds a lot of people back right. because it's the fear of failure. Right, right. So I always hold on to that. Like the worst thing someone can tell you is no. That's a fact. Or hell no, depending <laughs> on the person. Well, when we get back, you know, we're curious on, you know, were people prepared mm-hmm. after graduating, right? Like not just like had they been given the information at the commencement speech, right? But like was you ready? once they left school, did they have the tools? And uh, we'll talk about us when we get back here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Y'all, this is the Amanda Seal Show. How y'all doing? Happy Thursday. It's a group chat Thursday with me and mm-hmm. Jeremiah, like the Bible. This hour, we've been talking about college. I know a lot of y'all got people graduating. For the record, it's congrats, not congrats. Okay? So you sent that birthday cake off. I mean, graduation cake off. Go make sure you wrote that. Yeah, it's right. a T-T, not a D. Okay? Uh, but when you graduated from college, mm-hmm. Jeremiah, like the Bible, um, did you feel like you were prepared? Yes and no. I think I, I think you think you're prepared until you're like in something. You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't think I was prepared mens- emotionally mm. and somewhat mentally. I think I, I think I was in the right head. But I, th- I think I had the right ideas of what I wanted. But I think, the, like I said in our last break about success isn't linear. Like your, your trajectory, I think, leave college isn't, well, depending on what you do. Like if you go become a teacher, I'm sure it's like you go be a teacher, work at a school, X, Y, Z. Or you have a very traditional path. But people who have non-traditional um, career choices, I think there's an emotional toll you kind of take, especially when things don't begin to happen. And you're like, you see your other friends like either going to grad school, I got my first job or whatever. And if you're, if you're not experiencing that, it's like, wait, what's going on? And you kind of feel the emotions of that. Well, especially now because people are posting, I right. got my first job. Right. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. It's, I, I, I don't know if my heart could have handled it. You <laughs> know, media is crazy. just seeing... Everybody's everything all the time. Like, I don't think I could have handled it. Like, I feel like at that time I was far too affected by outside things. Mm-hmm. And um, it took a lot of work on myself mm-hmm. to just like be able to know when to put the blinders on or know how to properly process like other people's success and not process it negatively. But I don't feel like there would have been a way for me to, <laughs> to, to manage that. Get off the internet. You gotta, I think so. You got to realize. You had your internal work. Like, you know what? We're all on our own, our own paths. Like, that's just what it is. You have to remember that. No matter. It's, I mean, it's easy to see people. I'm like, dang, I wish I had that. Also, you'll know what they had to do to you get that. You better or what, say that. Or what it's attached to. And I will say on a professional tip, I think I was prepared professionally, but I think also what I had to learn leaving college is that the learning never stops. Like, you're... I feel like college gives yeah. you, a, gives you a, a strong baseline yeah. for whatever industry you're going into, but it's still up to you to continue to learn and continue to grow, especially considering... I went to film school around the time, like my year was the last year before Howard changed the curriculum because they were changing it to be more digital friendly. Cause you know, you have social media, you have digital media, right. new media that wasn't just traditional TV and film and kind of preparing kids to kind of go into that route as well while having the traditional chops. So I think for me, I still has to like do a, lot, do a lot of that learning and pivot. And I think you see now with the industry as well, like every day, TikTok is like what, two years old at this point? And people are making, are still- two. It came no. But they, it used to be something else. But like as far as what we know, it is now. It, uh-huh. it came to light in like the, during the pandemic or right before the pandemic. Okay. Um. So yeah, you see people like even in real time pivoting and learning new things. So I think you always have to like remember it's always learning. It's never just like I got it all. Hmm. I'm ready. Listen, I am literally learning YouTube right now. Right. 
And you've been at, at this for the longest. <laughs> Easy. That's good, though. You're a veteran. <laughs> I'm a veteran, veteran on the camera. And some people are scared to do that, though. They're like, I've been doing it this way since 85. I can't do nothing different. That's all I got for Right, them. right. Well, but the people who have longevity, you know, morph and change, learn true. new things. It's true. And that's how you also, it keeps you, it does keep you young. It does keep mm-hmm. you fit and it does keep your brain sharp. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Were you all prepared after graduating? You know, like I think sometimes people think they're prepared. Then they, they get out there and they're like, ah, and they run home. And I'm just curious. I would I would love to hear from y'all. One eight five five Amanda eight. If you if you did go out into that in the world and you weren't prepared, how did you find out? What was what was the thing that slapped you in your face that let you know? Oh oh oh, wait a minute. I need to actually bulk up this part of my knowledge base. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. When we get back, we're gonna ask what what do you wish someone told you before going to college? Well, I already said I wish someone had told me that. The high school life mm-hmm. with the clicks and all the BS is, is everywhere. But I think I got another one on my sleeve. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Amanda Seal Show. What's cracking? It's your favorite comedian and common sense specialist here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. On a group chat Thursday, we've been talking about college mm-hmm. all hour i've been i've been loving seeing all the graduation photos yes. i love it yeah somebody had, was looking for their man this girl took a video at a graduation and was like who is this fine man y'all help me find him people found him they're like his linkedin is this hey. he's a banker he's like a banker accountant i'm like oh the internet will find you yes he was fine though um, I was on a flight one time and there was a fine man and I showed the internet and they were like, that is tennis star Sloan Stevens, uh, <laughs> um, hitting partner. Oh, interesting. See, yeah. The internet is good sometimes. They'll help you find some stuff. And then when we landed, he found his wife who was coming to meet him at the airport. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we want to know y'all, uh, what do you wish someone told you? Before you went to college. So leaving high school, you know. Yes. You still got your your baby face. You ain't went through the struggle. If you're me, you're still flat chested. <laughs> you know what's interesting about college? I tell my like I tell my like young cousins this, like my nephew, he just went to uh FAMU. College is the one time to really just put it out on the table. Baby. Cause I think sometimes when you're in your skin, you're like, I don't want to do this, don't do that. Put it all out. Put it mm-hmm. all out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it all. Because you have a short window to do it all in a safe or semi-safe environment, a structured yeah. environment. They're like guardrails before yeah. you get out into the real world. Yeah. So go to the party, date them people, you know, sleep with some people you want to sleep with. You know, do what you want to do. Do it safely. Yes. But do it. Drink a little drink. Take a class that you wouldn't normally take. Yes, yes. Expo- One thing I didn't do in D.C., people always get mad at me about this. Like, I didn't explore D.C. as Who much Who are I, you, people? My former assistant lived in New York for four years, went to NYU for four years, and did not explore New York City. And I'm just like, what was the point? Well, not in the way that I wish I had. I think I did it, but like, in retrospect, you're like, oh, dang, I should have did this. I should have did this. Because when you're not there anymore, because when you're there, you're like, oh, it's there. It's always there. It feels like... Oh, see, I never felt that way. But I felt that way. So I always tell people to do that. Also, there's always going to be another party. 
You don't have to go to every single function. There'll always be another one. You think you're missing out on one? Trust me, there'll be another one. Yeah, the FOMO gets a lot of people in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets a lot of people in trouble. Mine would be don't trust your advisor. I don't mean this to be like, be paranoid. (laughs) What I mean is don't put all your trust in your advisor. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of folks that, you know, are, are, you get assigned this advisor and this advisor is supposed to help you on your course to getting your degree, taking the right classes, making sure that you are scheduling your, your, uh, your, um, what's what I'm looking for? Your paperwork. Yeah. Like you're registering Mm -hmm. on time, et cetera. Um, and what happens to a lot of people, is that the advisor doesn't properly advise them and then they end up having to take extra classes mm-hmm. or they don't graduate on time or they took classes that they didn't need to take. That's and your don't money. And out to like the 11th hour. Yes. I mean, my homegirl had to do an extra year of school be- and she found out her senior year. You like, um, hey. <laughs> because she had just trusted her advisor and the advisor had given her the wrong information. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's really important that you just, you learn the rope and that is, that's just a lesson for life. Right. Learn the system of wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know one thing I didn't really learn when I worked in the corporate space at Sirius Satellite Radio was that it's a corporate space. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's a radio station. Right. It's fun. It's radio. No. This is the job. Radio stations are corporate companies with, radio, with, with a creative arm. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I didn't know about the processes of like HR. Mm -hmm. I used to struggle so hard with invoicing and these types of things because it just all felt like so, so much of a departure from just like doing the fun stuff. Right. But you need to do both. So I would definitely say, you know, I wish someone had told me about that. And the last thing that I always tell every college that I, whenever I speak at schools, I always tell every single school, your education is yours. Right. Can't take it. It's one of the few things that cannot be taken from you. They can take your name, mm-hmm. your children, your home, your money, your title. <laughs> not you, uh, not Miss Ely. Uh, what's from Color Purple? Uh, Who, Miss Sophia? Sophia. <laughs> they can take all of that, but they can't take your education. They can't. And, what, and, and the reason why I say that's so important is because so many people are also going to school for someone else. Talk about that. They're going to school for their mom, for their family, you know, just or they're going to school to prove to somebody, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. This is such a privilege mm-hmm. for you to get to go to. Make it yours. Make it your experience. Major in something that you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your money or your time. Y'all, we have been sold the lie that we need to decide between 18 and 21 what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. Right. It is not going to be the thing that you do for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Even as a physician, you still have like 15 more years of med school, pretty much. To decide like your discipline. Yeah. Right. So I say that to say like, really, like Jeremiah said, like really put it all out there. I'm still deciding. Put it all out there and make sure that your time in school is a time that you enjoy and that you can leave with saying, I have no regrets. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals show. What would you Wish someone, what do you wish someone had told you before you went to college? Call us up on 855-AMANDA-8. When we get back, we got a caller giving us a ring talking about Gabs and Dwayne splitting the bills. Fitty, fitty. Right here on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up? You're tuned into the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremy Like the Bible, joined with by Amanda Seals. And you can always call us at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And Amanda, we got a call with a comment about D-Way and Gab reunion splitting 50-50. Hey, Amanda, uh, this is Rico, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, 
I think that's crazy because there's so many dynamics of a household. Like, I work full-time. My fiance, she take care of the kids. She got down, drop them off, pick them up, feed them. She do everything. Like, I just go to work and pay a bill. So, so if anything, I feel like she contribute more than I do. Thanks for having me. Did he say his name? Rico. Rico? Let me, Rico? T- let me tell you something about Rico. Yes, you get it. I really appreciate Rico's point of view because not enough people have that point of view. They don't. It takes more than just money. It's not just about the money. Money's important. Let's not act like money is well, important. But, but it's a yin it's, and yang. Right. It's not the end all be all. And I don't think enough people really understand that and respect that. And so they look down mm-hmm. on other people's contributions. And sometimes the person themselves giving those contributions is looking down on that contribution and being like feeling like bad that they're not like contributing money. And it's mm-hmm. like. You don't need to contribute money. We already got money. What I need you to contribute to is da 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 Like, that's the thing that I think sometimes is imbalanced in a lot of relationships, especially like, um, you know, the, the gender roles of things, mm-hmm. right? And I know I have friends who it's like both of them work, but then like <laughs> the woman is still expected to come home and like make right. sure there's a meal right. on the table. And like I was at work too. Like, can we split it? Can't we split it? Like, I do I do Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and you do Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and then we eat pizza on Sunday. Like, we can't. Right. You know, but it's too much like right, Amanda. Ah, damn. Too much like right. Well, we love when you all call us up and you really show us that common sense is more common than we think. Mm. So thank you, Rico. Hit us up 1855-Amanda8. That's 1855-262-6328. When we get back, he was talking about his his fiance picking up the kids. Mm. We're going to turn the conversation to parenting. And you know me and Jeremiah do not have children. And so that's when we bring in our resident parent. Yes, our engineer Supreme is back to shine a light on being a parent. And we're going to talk about kids because a lot of parents are thinking that they're like conditioning their kids. And it turns out the kids came out the womb with a whole set of situations that you didn't even have any control over. We'll get into it. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Scoop Chat Thursday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this time. We shine. Amanda Seal Show. Oh, 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 oh. Did you know that on this date, May 18th, Jeremiah, 1896, mm-hmm. Supreme Court upheld separate but equal? I could believe that. <laughs> I didn't know it, but I could believe it. Now, I know a lot of people don't know that separate but equal is the doctrine in education and public accommodations. Um, that basically said that, like, you know, black people, like, y'all can have schools, but it's got to be over there. Mm-hmm. But the idea was that. But it has to be at the same level right. as the white schools. The equal quality. I mean, that's what they use. They use that to argue Brown versus the Board of Education because they went on like the tour and was like, the black school is not equal. So what y'all gonna do about it? And instead of fixing it, they said, you know what? Let's just put them all together. <laughs> Let's not make the black schools better. Let's just put y'all yeah. together. And the, uh, the Plessy versus Ferguson case was important because it upheld this vicious racist doctrine you know that's what Plessy versus Ferguson was it was the separate but equal doctrine that said like you know we gonna just um let y'all have y'all stuff but like it's gonna be equal 
and it's not. <laughs> Equal in quotations. <laughs> in quotations. Well, we've been talking all day because we love a group chat Thursday. Me and Jeremiah get to just mm-hmm. like chit let chat. it all hang out and chit chat and talk about things. We done talked about the workforce. Well, we didn't talk about the workforce, but we talked about like just how nurses like are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we talked about job burnout, career burnout. And I think that's something a lot of people are feeling. And we also talked about last hour, just this conversation around college. And like a lot of people are going off to college right now. You're sending your kids off to, sco- well, off to school, off to college. What are you sending them off with? If what, what what do you wish someone had sent you off with? If you're someone who is going off to school, call us up and let us know. Like, yeah. what are you expecting? Do you want some advice? Because baby, I got it for you. One eight five five man eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. What do we got coming up this hour though? We're gonna talk about the kids because apparently kids come to parents with their own traits. Amanda, I know parents feel like they they kind of morph and shape their children, but the kids come out as they are apparently. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, were you the type of child your parents wanted? I'm curious. Because <laughs> we have our own traits. That means they get what they get. Do they like what they get? You know, right. So, you know, we got Supreme joining us this hour, too. Supreme! We'll talk, about, talk about the kids. Plus, I'm giving out a seal show superlative with most likely to. Ooh, I love a most likely to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got all that coming, for, coming at you this hour. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, all you got to do is go to wherever you get your podcast and put in the Amanda Seals show. And while you're there, maybe check out my other podcast, Small Doses. This week, we have, uh, I don't like the term influencer, right? Like, she's like a YouTube, she's an Instagram, she's a, a content creator. She's a content creator, yes. yes. We have Christina Brown, who uh, really started getting a lot of no- she really started getting a lot of notoriety with her notability mm. with her Diaspora Wars series yeah. and for those of you who are like what's Diaspora baby that's how black people are spread across the world and the ways in which we are interacting with each other a lot of times be counterproductive yeah and we got sis on the show to talk about it so make sure you go to wherever you get your podcast and check out Small Doses Podcast or you can watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV premiering today 4pm Pacific 7pm Eastern alright so <laughs> I had a little glitch right there. I'm not, I'm not an AI, I promise. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. It is a group chat Thursday. Mm-hmm. So this hour, I want to talk about this clip that my contractor shared with me. Uh, <laughs> hey, you got to get you got to get knowledge information from everybody. Right, right. I think it's actually hella dope when like, someone in your life who's like actually like there for a very specific pers- purpose ends up like bringing you information from something that has nothing to do with the thing that you're actually there for. I agree. So he's a new parent and he was sharing me this video by uh, Dr. Russell A. Barkley, PhD. So he is a dedicated physician to the research of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. All right. He is a retired professor of psychiatry and neurology from the University of Massachusetts Medical Center. He then worked as a professor of psychiatry and health sciences at the Medical University of South Carolina. He's taught as a clinical professor of psychiatry at Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine. He's now fully retired, but he's like written hella books. And he was speaking um, on a panel and did and made these comments. And um He has been named by research.com as the 37th most influential psychological researcher in the U.S. I want to stop 100. Top 50. Top 50 and not 50. So (laughs) we wanted to play this video because I really feel like for parents who are listening, this could really be impactful. So listen close. If you're about to get out the car and go into Target or whatever, I ask you to just stick around for a, a minute and 20 seconds and hear what this man has to say. Your child is born with more than 400 psychological traits that will emerge as they mature. 
and they have nothing to do with you. So the idea that you are going to engineer personalities and IQ and academic achievement skills and all these other things just isn't true. Your child is not a blank slate on which you get to write. The better view is that your child is a genetic mosaic of your extended family, which means this is a unique combination of the traits that run in your family line. I like the shepherd view. You are a shepherd. You don't design the sheep. The engineering view makes you responsible for, en- for everything, everything that goes right and everything that goes wrong. This is why parents come to us with such guilt, more guilt than we've ever seen in prior generations, because parents today believe that it's all about them and what they do. And if they don't get it right or if their child has a disability, they've done something wrong, when in fact the opposite is true. This has nothing to do with your particular brand of parenting. So I would rather that you stop thinking yourself as an engineer and step back and say, I am a shepherd to a unique individual. Shepherds are powerful people. They pick the pastures in which the sheep will graze and develop and grow. They determine whether they're appropriately nourished. They determine whether they're protected from harm. The environment is important, but it doesn't design the sheep. No shepherd is going to turn a sheep into a dog. The environment is important, but it doesn't design the sheep. No shepherd could turn a sheep to a dog. Bars, 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 bars. That's 50 is a hip hop right there. I just, <laughs> I wish I had a Funkmaster Flex Bomb for like, we need to get a gem sound effect. <laughs> I think this is the closest one I have today. Because baby, you know, I think for a lot of parents, don't let this be a, oh, then it don't matter what I do right, right. situation. It's not that. It's not that. But I really do feel like a lot of parents do think like, oh, wait, this kid just showed up and it's a blank canvas mm-hmm. that I'm going to, you know, have to be perfect. Get all the perfect colors and hues. It's not really the case. Uh, and, you know, and he's only speaking about behavioral tra- like he's only speaking about psychological tra- right, <laughs> traits. Right. right. right? Um, and so I think it was really it was really illuminating to me. Because there are times I think when parents really feel like they don't know their child, mm-hmm. when they're just like, I don't know who this, is. who this is, where you came from. Like, I don't know how to shift this. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be, I can only imagine that's like incredibly frustrating and lonely and, you know, disheartening. But sometimes it's really like, it really was out of your hands. Yeah. It was in the genes. It was in the genetics. You didn't know that that baby came out as your great <laughs> Uncle Parnassus. <laughs> Not Parnassus. <laughs> but factually, he said they, the genes come from everywhere. All over the place. It's a hodgepodge. But I think that's also why it's incredibly important to do your best to try to learn, you know, your family, medical history, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And why, as black people, we really talk so often about the fact that this generational trauma thing is a mm-hmm. real thing. It travels with you. And it really is incredibly impactful that we don't have the lineage that we are, we don't have the access to tracing our lineage in that same way that so many others do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to talk more about this. And uh, when we get back, Supreme's going to join us because we want to talk about, um, do you think you were the type of child your parents wanted? Ooh, we got to talk about that. That's a lot. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> when we get back, the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we are joined by our engineer extraordinaire, Supreme. The daily dose of dad in the building. <laughs> we got we to gotta bring Supreme on for something other than like parenting. Right. They'd be like, this man, we're here for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so we played this clip last break where... Uh, this very renowned psychologist, uh, Dr. Russell Barkley was talking about how, you know, you really are a shepherd to your kids, not an engineer. Like mm-hmm. a lot of parents be thinking like, oh, like my kid came out as a blank slate and I'm just like tinkering with the wires and boom, like however they turn out, it's, it's all on me. But he was saying, actually, no, like your kids come out as unique beings and you shepherd their uniqueness mm-hmm. with your parenting. So we wanted to ask about like, do we think, of course, Jeremiah was like, but Supreme, like, are we asking Supreme if his kids are the kids he wanted? No, Supreme <laughs> is somebody else's child too. Yes, right? yes, yes. We do we straight. all, I, I put this to the, to the room. Do we think we were the type of child our parents wanted? We just celebrated our mom's birthdays this week, Supreme. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, that question, that question really made me think because I'm named after my dad. Um, my dad was somebody that was well-known in the community. He was a police officer, uh, all these different things. Officer Supreme, was that his yeah, name? Yeah, Officer Maven. Yeah, shout out to my dad, <laughs> Officer. And he taught there. So he was in the school, you know, that I went to at the time. Got you. So my main thing with impressing my parents or being the child that my parent, especially my dad, wanted was just not to mess up. So mm-hmm. I did a pretty good job of not doing that. But anything outside of that, I don't know. Like, I hope, you know, I'm making my parents proud. But the main thing, like, growing up is, like, don't get locked up. Don't embarrass me. So, yeah. you know, it's a different thing when everybody knows your dad and you're known as, you know, Officer Maven's son. So, How, yeah. Do you have I brothers hope, and sisters? Yes, yes. I have two brothers. Are they, where, where do you fall in the lineup? I'm the oldest too. So that's another, you know, oh, that's God. another hey. pressure. I didn't even realize I had all this pressure until I was listening. It's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> the Amanda Seals show bringing about pressure right? that you didn't know you had. What about you, Jeremiah? So I'm the opposite. I'm the youngest and I feel like I'm the most different of my siblings. Like I feel like, like my, my mother like was like, Grew up doing like dancing and things like that. And my dad's like a really good visual artist. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I got all those genes. I'm like the creative kid. I'm like creative. Versus all my brothers are athletes and like really good athletes at that. Not just oh, like, yeah. oh, we kind of do stuff. They are really good at it. And I'm not that. So I feel, I always felt like, particularly with my dad, that he wanted he, he wanted me to be more of an athlete. I don't know. If Even this, though he already had three? Right. I don't, again, I, I think this is, this is my perception. I don't know okay. if it's necessarily true. Because I think we talk a lot of time. He's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you and the things you do. So, I so think, why don't you believe him? I think I think more so as a kid, I felt that way. I think now mm. it evolved. But like, I remember in high school, I ran track in high school because I was like, oh, my daddy go like this. I'm going to be a track star in high school. I hated track. <laughs> it was terrible. Were you track. good at it? I was- <laughs> no, I hate, I hate running. I, to this day, I'm like, what was I doing? To this day! But again, my track coach coached my brothers. One of them ran against my brother. They're like the same age. She's like, oh, yeah. So I came out there. They was like, he finna kill him. <laughs> I didn't, you know. I oh, can do no. that track. I can <laughs> 
write a, I write a, a mean story about a yeah. track. So that was for me. What about you, Amanda Seals? Um, you know, I do think I was the type of child. So my mom could not get pregnant for 10 years. Okay. So by the time I came around, it was like, oh. who even knew? Because she was told that she was, it wasn't that she couldn't get pregnant. She was told that she is not able to get pregnant. So she was told that she's like Infertile. incapable. So I'm a miracle. <laughs> I'm a miracle. Um, and I think for my, my mom always says that like, I was her love story. Okay. That it wasn't like a, a romantic I mean, love of the man. She always says that I was her love story. And I think it's because she got the opportunity to pour into me in a way that she would have liked to have been poured into. But I don't feel like it was in like a um, momager or like, oh, like the pressure of like mm-hmm. living vicariously through me. I think mm-hmm. it was more so just like she saw the ways that people were parenting and was like, mm, I don't feel like that's like the best. And so she was able to show up for me in a different way. And, and it got the results that she wanted. So I think I was the type of child my parents, my mom wanted. Was I the type of child my father wanted? Absolutely not. But when we come back, um, well, I want to hear from you, Supreme. Like, how do you feel like you have shepherded your kids? You know, because I I, I'm very curious. <laughs> Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all see Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we got our engineer Supreme on the line this hour, we've been on the group chat thing talking about parenting and this idea that like a lot of people don't realize that apparently your kids come out with like 400 like behavioral and like uh, psycho like psychological traits that are like mm-hmm. embedded in their DNA. So like before you even touch them, right. they already come in with a personality. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who have kids who have babies like see that like early on. Like people, my friends who have kids always are like. They say there's always like an amazing moment where you realize like this child is like one month old. And I'm right, already seeing right. their personality. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so the, the, the doctor was saying that it's not about engineering your kids. It's shepherding them. It's about like bringing them through life. And so we have Supreme on here. Who's the only parent <laughs> between the three of us. And so I would love to hear about like how you feel you have navigated that space in shepherding and versus engineering. And like when you feel like maybe you've, made the mistake of thinking you're the engineer because you're the engineer here on the show yeah 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 it's two separate things you can't Mm -hmm. you can't do both um with that i think the the kids teach you that when they're first born from the time Mm -hmm. i have two boys Mm -hmm. they'll pee on you they'll they'll do all these little type of things but that might be them you know saying you know i'm running the show here and this is something (laughs) i can control that you can't do anything about and you got to learn that lesson early with kids because my kids are a decade apart and at one point in time i was kind of like a helicopter dad but Mm -hmm. i felt like you got to let the kids just rock and you got to let the kids reign and kind of be an advisor and put them in different environments in different situations to kind to let them figure out and navigate life for themselves because mm. life comes at you hard. You, what do you think made you be such a helicopter dad? Because you're worried. Like with me, I was worried. Like I didn't want to see anything bad happen to my kid. Like I didn't want anybody picking on them on the playground or anything like that. So I was always kind of around to just, you know, navigate. But you kind of got to take hands off and let them rock because you're not going to be there all the time for your kid. You're not going to be everywhere your kids go to advise them. So you got to train them. Do you think there's any element of it that's kind of like, I don't want to, I'm trying to do as much as I can because 
I don't want to feel bad. Like I don't want something to happen. And then mm-hmm. I feel bad because I, I, I let, I, I, I was, yes. I wasn't there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and with that, when, when the doctor said that, you know, that was just certifying what I already had to figure out on my own because mm-hmm. you have to do, everybody's going through lessons in life and you're going through the lessons with your children, but you have to let them learn the lessons on their own more so than you navigating the lessons. Like I see a lot of people that are failed athletes or musicians or stuff <laughs> like that, trying yeah. to, you know, use that open, like the slate to, to mold their kids to achieve the dreams that they never achieved. And, a lot of times yeah. it doesn't work out because, you know, that's your dream, not your kid's dream. You got to let them have their own life. And I understand, like, not wanting your kids to come across certain content, right, or certain mm-hmm. ideas and certain information. But I think especially in this day and age where content is, like, so available mm-hmm. everywhere, like, a lot of it is really just you mitigating it with context and providing context. Right. I remember when I had to, went on a date with Nick Cannon, like, years and years and years ago before the baby, uh, before baby, baby fe- <laughs> before the baby fest of the <laughs> 2020s. Um and he was telling me at the time, this is before he had any kids. And he was telling me, oh, you know, my kids are not going to like, they're not going to watch Harry Potter. They're not going to be into Harry Potter because it's devil worship. And I remember saying to him, like, you're not going to be able to stop that. If your kids want to get to Harry Potter, they're going to get to Harry Potter. They can find and it. now he's definitely not going to be able to stop that because there's too many home, too many rooms, too many homes. You, you can't even stop it. But I just feel like a lot of parents think that way. It's the same way that we see all these parents now. They're like, my kids aren't ever going to see gayness. They're not going to see anything homosexual because I, I can, you know, they're not going to become homosexual. And it's like, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but if it's in there, it it's already been there. Well, Supreme, we always love when you come in and chime, when you come and chime in uh, on our convos and give us your, because I feel like you're a good parent or else I wouldn't ask you to come through. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that one too. <laughs> I feel like by the second time he came on, we would have been like, oh, nah, he can't nah, come can't back. Know. He's down sketchy. He's down sketchy. <laughs> when we get back, Jeremiah is going to give y'all today's Seals show superlative with a most likely to. So keep it like right here to the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We are. We up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal set it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seal Show. Happy Thursday. We've been having a good time here on this group chat Thursday. Yeah, Supreme is dropping gems last hour. He is. And today is uh, May 18th. It's comedian Tina Fey's birthday. Comedian writer Tina Fey. She says some sketchy things every so often, but I am a big fan of 30 Rock. So uh, shout out to that because I've been doing a 30 Rock rewatch. Really? Yeah, because I need to just watch stuff that is not going to like make me sad before I go to sleep. I feel that. So shout out to all my 30 Rock fans who understand what I mean when I say werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys become men. Then becoming wolves. I'm screaming. <laughs> Never gets old. All right, what do we got coming up this hour, Jeremiah? Well, speaking of easy watches, this next hour of group chat topics was inspired by the Real Housewives of Atlanta because <laughs> apparently Candy called out her fellow housewife, Sanya, for not standing up for her when her friends was talking about her behind her back. So we're going to talk about that, the rules of friendship. The when people talking crazy about you in other settings. Plus, we got some 60-second headlines coming up this hour. 
All right. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, if you want to check in with us, all you got to do is call us up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal's here. We've been having a great time on another Group Chat Thursday. We love Group Chat Thursday. We spend the whole day just chit-chatting with y'all about the things that are talk- being talked about in the zeitgeist, in mm-hmm. your group chats, uh, you know, on the internet, et cetera. And uh, you know they always talking about ROA. Yes, Real Housewives of Atlanta. So in this recent episode, Candy called out her fellow housewife, Sonya, because people were talking about her and Sonya didn't defend her. She said this. When she sat up there and was talking to you and said that I was ghetto, what did you say? I said to her, Candy's my friend. And I said, you need to have a conversation with her. And she said she would, and she did. So you didn't take up for me? I, no, I, I did. I felt like I told her, especially when she was saying that you, I said, I don't feel like Candy would say that. I doubt it. I doubt that Sonya really had my back. To be honest, <laughs> I didn't feel like she was calling Candy ghetto. She said, I was, I, 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 I. Let me tell you why this right here is funny to me, because she just both face lied to her. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the thing about reality TV is, too, the editors go flashback. So they cut to the scene of her when the girl called Candy Ghetto and she just cackling <laughs> like a hyena catching the tea. I don't understand why someone would just do that knowing mm-hmm. that they're lying. I mean, because even if someone is listening and they're like, well, Amanda is reality TV, like they're going to edit it, whatever, whatever. They know mm-hmm. they're going to do that. It's always interesting to me that if that is the case, mm-hmm. that anyone would sign up to look like right. a lying well, I'll say this. Let's just say hypothetically, she did defend her like she said she did. Her first response was the kiki, the hee hee ha ha. So mm-hmm. even if you did defend me, you was already laughing in, into the joke before you defended me. I don't like it. I don't like it. Listen, I, uh, a friend and I had a fallout for real and we just now. So it's been like a year mm-hmm. and change that we just now have really started mending our friendship. And at the root of it, it was because someone had told her, you know, that I was quote unquote difficult as a reasoning for them treating mistreating me mm-hmm. and her response was to be silent because <laughs> okay i will say this there are groups of people who have friends who are friends with people who don't like, like each other like they're like somehow in a friend group like this person like this person and i feel like if you're in a situation where you know two people that you know don't like each other never be in a, never let that other person feel like it's cool to talk bad about that person to you Facts. Like, like we can hang out talking all that, but once you start trying to bash the other person, we got to cut it. Like you can't do that. We but can't. I also feel like there's this idea of like, oh, we're all friends, but this person mistreated the other person. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, oh, I don't want to be in the middle of it. Right. Well, you are in the middle, in the middle, of, middle it, of it. And it makes me feel crazy that you feel okay with the fact that this person talked to me crazy right. or did something to me crazy. And well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this next break, <laughs> but basically I am with Candy. If someone talk about me sideways and you supposed to be my friend and you sit there and let them talk about me sideways, mm-hmm. baby, we got a problem. So I e- had an ex-assistant who was like, cool in the gang with me. We're DMing. <laughs> yeah, talking. And then I see him on YouTube sitting next to this fool talking about, Amanda still need to decide if she want to be an actor or activist because it's not giving. And he over there, ki 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 he 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 ha 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 yeah, and he keeps it a group chat. He went on TV with it on the internet. I was like, uh, I was like, really? Like you should? I was like, really? Like this is who you're friends with? Like you're okay with them just mm. like debasing me? And he was mm. like, that's really funny coming from somebody who's friends with Charlemagne. Was well, like with Charlemagne talking about you on a platform, and I was laughing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. apples and oranges. Apples. Uh, and oranges. But we gonna talk about more about this later in the next hour, <laughs> in the next break. About I want to know, Amanda, can you stay friends with somebody? 
once they fall out with somebody else, if that makes sense. So you have two friends, mm-hmm. they fall out. Do you mm-hmm. pick a side or do you pick one friend or the other? We got to talk about the dynamics of friendships. Depends on what the fallout was over. That's true. We'll get into it. Give us a call. I want to hear from you all. Do you think it's your responsibility to defend your friend if you hear other people or talking crazy about them? And mm-hmm. maybe if he's not even defend, maybe it's just like, don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Hit me up. one 855 Do you think that's your friend's responsibility to do that for you? one 855 1-855-262-6328. I love a group chat Thursday. I want to hear from you. Hit me up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, we back here at the Amanda Seals Show on a group chat Thursday, rocking out with Jeremiah like the Bible. We've been here all day. We've been talking about all types of topics. Right mm-hmm. now, we're talking about the friends. Because there's this Real Housewives of Atlanta episode where Candy is basically talking to Sonia and finds out that someone was talking mess about her in Sonia's presence and Sonia didn't check him. Caught her ghetto. Mm-hmm. Ghetto, that's a strong word. That's a strong word. Okay. <laughs> but Jeremiah, you had just asked um, if, a f- okay, if, if you have like a mutual friend with somebody mm-hmm. and you stop being friends with that friend, uh-huh. do you do do you expect the other person to stop being friends with them? And I said it depends on what the fallout was over. Okay, I agree with that. I think so. For instance, sketchy. I had two friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three of us were childhood friends. Okay, and then we grew up, and one of the friends uh, came to live with me, okay. and then she started stealing from me. <laughs> okay. Hmm. And she started stealing from me and she was lying about it. And then like she did some other shady mess and uh, the other friends rest in peace. But Kristen, okay. I told you and you said, I don't want to be in the middle of it. Not rest in peace. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I feel like spirits to live, but she was like, I don't want to be in the middle of it. Okay. And so she just kind of decided like, I'm just going to remove myself from it. And mm-hmm. I think. So the French, <sighs> the friend group like dismantled from there? one million okay. percent, okay. one million percent. And I still remained friends with Kristen, Okay, but she still remained friends with this other chick. And I think it was because maybe they had been friends longer, but mm-hmm. I thought it was real wild that she felt comfortable being friends with her after she had done me so dirty. Right. Cause she was stealing. And I feel like you steal from people, you go steal from me eventually. Right. So like <laughs> on the cert, on the one hand, it's like, how are you cool with someone mistreating your friend? Right. Cause the other thing, the other part of it mm-hmm. is like, I, I'm your friend too. Right. Right. But two, like, you don't think they're not going to turn and do that to you? She probably not stole from you, low key. I mean, I do think, to your point, there are different um They were two white girls and I was the black girl, so I'll say Oh, you didn't say that part. My that fault. Was, My that fault. Was, that was the uh, the smoking gun, as they say. My fault. <laughs> I buried the lead. I buried the lead. <laughs> um, But no, I think sometimes, I think you're, sometimes you're in a group of people, mm-hmm. and there's people who just genuinely don't mesh. Like, their personality types yes. do not go together. And it's like, y'all just going to be friends with each other. But there's no, like, necessarily, like, issues that have occurred. Mm-hmm. Versus there are times people have like character flaws. Like you said, like somebody's stealing. <laughs> Someone, you know, lied on somebody. Lies. Like things like that where you're like, I'm looking at you. Like whether I like necessarily like cut you off, like I like, like forget about you. Oh, I yeah. might still like acknowledge you and speak to you, but I'm, I can't be friends with you. Arms like, length. Right. Arms length. Because now I'm like, wait, you moving like that with somebody that's your friend? So now I'm just waiting for you to do it to me. And I ain't gonna let it happen. Bruh. I ain't gonna let it happen. I just think that at the end of the day, you gotta be above the fray Mm -hmm. and the best way to do that is really to just not associate yourself with unethical behavior Mm -hmm. and if i know that you was unethical to somebody one i'm gonna be like what's that about right because you know maybe your story is gonna make sense maybe maybe right so i'm gonna be like what's that about and if it don't steal the money why'd you steal the money (laughs) don't stick with me if it 
If, I mean, look at look at Latasha and Tamika. The mother keeps saying to, to, to Latasha. I mean, the mother keeps saying to Tamika, well, Latasha needed the money. So it was OK for her to steal the money. And then at the same time, being like she didn't steal the money. So it's like, what are we talking about? We would never. That, if my, friend, my brother stole money from me. Oh, bro. You're going to jail. <laughs> in a jumpsuit. So I just think it's at the end of the day, that's that to me is my meter. Like. If you are being an ethical person and moral person, like I'm not going to rock with you, whether you did it to my friend, to somebody else or not. Like, I just can't. I told y'all I stopped being friends with somebody one because they had told they had dated a chick for three months. And then when she was like, let's be a couple, they were like, I'm not really I'm not I'm not in a good place in my life. I'm like, why you let this lady on? Why you let this lady on for your own emotional manipulation? Yes. And exploitation. And then, two because they tortured the mouse. You feel me? It's really the mouse part. It's like ooh. neither of those things had anything to do with me, but I was like, I can't. Uh, that he married fine. now. He fine. Um, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. What do we? What, 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 hit us up. Yeah. Do y'all disagree? Are we being too extra? Are we right. being sensitive? Hit us up. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. It's the rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. Keep it locked because we're gonna get into six second headlines when we get back. That's right. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals here. We've been rocking out with a group chat Friday all day, just chit-chatting about different topics that y'all are talking about and that the world has been talking about, the internet's been talking about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we got to make sure that we hit y'all with some headlines. We do. Because the world don't stop just because group chat starts, (laughs) all right? Let's get into it. It's time for 60-second headlines. Jeremiah, let's go. So Nick Cannon confesses that he mixed up the Mother's Day Day cards to his mother's for his 12 kids. Fire your assistant today. What is the point of this person if they can't even get that straight? All right, next one. Daniel Cameron wins the Republican nomination for governor in Kentucky primary election. Just so we're clear, Daniel Cameron is the coon who was serving as the attorney general of Kentucky and basically said that the officers who killed Breonna Taylor didn't need to get any type of repercussions. He's also married to Mitch McConnell's daughter or his niece or something. He's related to the turtle. Yikes. All right, in New York, a New York City news anchor is fired for calling his female co-host a see you next Tuesday on a hot mic. You know, I don't understand, but whatever the case, she must have really turned him in another direction for him to miss, for him to forget that the mic was open. All right, next one. Master P and Snoop Dogg have a new cereal called Snoop Cereal. Snoop Snoop Cereal, and it's set to hit Walmart July 2023. Didn't he have Snoopios the other day? I mean, listen, is there any limitation to how many Snoop cereals we should have? None. I can't wait to try it. And it's going to make me say, uh, as well. All right, y'all, that's our 60 second headlines. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. When we get back, we got more show for you, so don't move. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. Boy, I'm about to head on out and go to Smart, Funny, and Black. It's going down tonight at the Novo in Los Angeles. Jaleel White versus Wayne Brady. It's going to be a good old time. It's always a good time. So I can't wait. And if you're just thinking, if you're like right now thinking about buying your tickets, like just come to the box office, buy your tickets and be at the show. Okay. Okay. So we still still got time. They still got time. Yeah, they still got time. All right. And now we are running out of time because we have to head on out of here. But we just want to fill you in on some of the stuff that we talked about today. We talked about only one in three nurses plan to leave the job after 2025. So if you want to be a nurse, maybe it's the No. Only one of three nurses plan to stay oh, on you're the right. job. <laughs> plan to stay on the job. So, you know, if you're looking to be a nurse, there's some openings coming <laughs> up. Facts. Plus, we talked about what we wish someone told us before we left left college, Amanda. You know, early in the week, we talked about Joe Biden dropping heat at our university. Is that what it was? <laughs> During that commencement speech. Plus, kids come to their parents with their own traits, according to a doctor. 
And I think that is a fascinating discovery that a lot of parents probably did not know. And you're going to want to hear what Dr. Barkley had to say. So if you missed any of the show, make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcast. You just got to type in the Amanda Seals show and boom, we're right there. You can also check out my latest podcast episode of Small Doses. Last week, we had Don't Call Me White Girl on talking about side effects of being light skinned. This week, we're kind of keeping it in the uh, black realm with uh, content creator Christina Brown talking about diaspora wars. All right. So especially all of my all of my black folks that are from other places than America like I definitely want to make sure that you hear this episode because so often we are going up against each other for no reason our similarities and our differences are both beautiful and they're both grounded in blackness all right national episode yes global with it baby Keep calls coming in 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And follow us on social media at Seals Said It. Now, coming up on Friday's show, it's Fun Friday. You know we love a Friday. It's a feel-good day. And we got things I learned this week. We got the public seals announcement. We got the black spin. And Jeremiah, like the Bible, will be interviewing me. That's right. Yours truly on the Amanda Seals Show. We're even going to do it for the record. So it's going to be all that and more. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Be safe. The Amanda Seals Show. We are.